Hello, welcome back to Displaced Underdogs. I'm your host, Morgan. Last episode, I chatted your ears off about journaling and what I have learned from it was a bit of a teaser leading into this episode, or leading up to this episode. I talked about the many types of journals and how I have a therapeutic journal. And in the first few pages of that therapeutic journal, I was quite the negative little ball of stress person. And when re- and when rereading those first handful of entries, I gotta tell you guys, I, I did not like what I saw. And it actually kind of shocked me, which is partially nod to last episode why I wholeheartedly enjoy therapeutic journaling so um yeah it it shocked me I was becoming or already was exhibiting the behaviors of a toxic person what one would consider to be such actually Not that I was a toxic person, but I was becoming, um, that I was becoming one because I had more than one toxic behavior. So today's episode is touching on toxic people. As a new thing, I would like to toss out a few disclaimers. I am not a trained professional, nor an expert. This is just my thoughts and opinions and sharing what I've learned. And not everyone is 100% toxic, nor 100% healthy. Everyone can and probably has exhibited toxic behavior at one point or another. And it does not make them or you or anyone else a bad person. So with that said, let's just get into this. So sit back, plug in, relax, and enjoy. So that was a little new intro music, kind of changing things up a bit. So also just kind of want to briefly say this. So last episode I talked about journaling and I have officially been journaling for a month now, almost consistently, maybe not every day, but definitely 75 to 80% of it. And as I said in the last episode, I started journaling consistently because I did not want to really burden my friends or my family any longer with venting from a state of sheer emotion. Because when you're coming at something from a purely emotional standpoint, 
it can be irrational at times. Like your your thoughts and your feelings are relevant, but when you're deep in your feels, you can somewhat be irrational and illogical. So I needed a way to vent all of my anger, frustration, and helplessness out before I became what I felt an even bigger basket case than I already felt I was. I I needed a way to look back to organize my thoughts better and make sense of them. So when Aaron and I would have issues or I would have issues with the kids or I would have issues with friends or family, I was actually able to talk calmly and rationally about it when I did reach out to friends and family and and also when I was like addressing the issue not the person so it was a way that I could organize my thoughts so I could communicate clearly calmly and rationally well it actually helped a little bit right at the start like almost right out the gate but only a little at first you have to crawl before you walk and walk before you run I was venting less to Aaron and my friends and my family about things that would bother me and and bother like them especially with Aaron and cause yet another how did we get here argument like you know those arguments that you have where you're just like what what okay where did we go just now this started as something so pitifully and it's turned into something so big and even with some of my friends and family it it, it turned into I would call I would vent and just roar fucking roar and then they would naturally do what people who love you and care about you do they they offer up their opinion and their advice even if that's not really what you want you just want their support and you just want somebody to just listen and just ah and ugh so, I noticed that I, I called my friends and family less with venting verbal negativity, and I was beginning to communicate more clearly and rationally with everyone overall after I started my therapeutic journaling and turning to my journal first and, and just venting out on paper. And... When rereading that that first handful of entries, I started to realize my brain was connecting more with the negative, and that was something I needed to change. My focus was on all the wrong things. They were important. Okay, they were all the important. They were important things, but I was focusing and coming at them the wrong way. 
I was handling them in a toxic way. I lost sight of my own boundaries and values when I was deep in my feels. And when reaching out to others, I made it seem like to myself and to others that I wanted or needed help and advice. But really, I was drained in just this black hole pit of need. And it was draining and overwhelming and exhausting, not just to myself, but to those around me, which is toxic behavior or can be toxic behavior. And everyone can be toxic to some degree. And the Vogue trendy advice these days is to cut toxic people out of your life. Which, granted, sometimes you actually have to do that. But not with everyone and not all of the time. When you're around someone that's toxic and you cut them out, air quotes around toxic and cut them out, your life doesn't instantly change. It doesn't instantly get better. Because toxic... Well, toxic behavior releases toxins and toxins are poison. And usually when exposed to toxins, you become infected as well. The advice of air quote, cutting folks out gets taken too literally these days and to such an extreme degree because it's just, it's so easy. It's so simplistic and it's so easy and and there's all these like articles there's all these YouTube videos on like 10 signs of a toxic person 15 signs of a toxic person if someone exhibits 3 to 4 of these 15 signs chances are they're a toxic person and when you're reading through those signs and you're looking at these articles and you're watching these videos you can check boxes and and they fit almost everything and everyone like you can check those boxes for a lot of your family you can check a lot of those boxes for a lot of your friends you can check them for yourself and yes you do have to protect yourself and take care of yourself that is very true but a part of that is understanding that that toxicity is still going to affect you even once you cut that person out of your life. Or you take steps on like how to change yourself. Like it, it's still, it's a process. Like everything, it's a marathon, not a race. Like one of my favorite mantras right now. It's a marathon, not a sprint race. So the best way I've heard it explained is this. Imagine that your life is a party. And it's your party. You can invite anyone to your party because it's your party. You are the host and creator of your party. You make the rules, you set the limits, dress code, theme, etc. If someone comes to the party, 
there on your guest list that you invited in. And if that person starts dumping on it, you can and have to remind them of the rules. It's uncomfortable, it's awkward, but you have to do it. And so if they continue to break them and you allow it, the other people that you've invited to your party that are following the rules and want to have fun and enjoy the company will usually find other parties to go to. And it's funny how that works because toxic people have a way of infecting you to where you kind of become isolated. But with this party theme, so it goes like this. Like, so these other party goers that want to enjoy the company will find other parties eventually to go to. And the party dumper stays and enjoys the free food, the beverages, and run of your party. Because now, you and the party dumper are the only people left at your party. And that party dumper that continues to dump on the party, even after being told the rules several times, but blatantly ignores them, is a toxic person. Where the party dumper that dumps on the party once or twice gets reminded of the rules and respects the rules and boundaries and they try to help fix what they dumped on or apologizes for dumping on the party has toxic behavior but isn't an actual true toxic person and once you kick out the constant party dumper that had no regard for the rules or boundaries of your party you typically have to clean up the mess they leave behind now, they're not going to help you clean it up. And maybe a few of the other party goers will probably pitch in and help a little with cleanup efforts. But at the end of it, that dumper, the constant dumper, was your guest. And while it's nice to have those other few folks help pick up a little bit, it's your party, your house, and it's so easy that when you're cleaning up the dumper's mess they left behind, it is, it is really easy to get upset and, you know, as you're picking up their mess, kind of grumble about them like, oh great, I cleaned up the spilled punch in the kitchen, but I knew I should have looked up cheese pizza thrown and sticking on the damn ceiling of course so and so was of course they would do that they're dumb and immature enough to do that what else did they do and that's when the party dumper infects you and now you're dumping on your own party and may not even realize it like that's where you start to become poisoned 
and toxic yourself. And the people that stay behind and help you clean up, like, they're helping you to clean up the party to keep it going and to return it to what it was, a fun time. But if you're grumbling after this person came in and wrecked it, then you're, like, their their fun time was already ruined, but then now you're, you're ruining it instead of salvaging it and then you're exhibiting toxic behavior and that's that's why typically your life doesn't instantly get better after a toxic person leaves your life whether you cut them out or you let them stay and they've just depleted all the food beverage and fun (laughs) so (sighs) okay that was a somewhat long explanation of it so I'm gonna take a quick water break and I'll kind of go into like a little I don't know we'll we'll just continue on with where we're going so so let's take a quick water break Catch you guys on the flip side. Be right back. Okay. We are back and had another fun little change of an interlude there. So a little bit longer of a water break. So... I don't know why I say we, like there's someone else co-hosting this podcast with me, but, um, I mean, I'm hoping, I guess I'm just, I'm including myself and you, the listeners. I'm, I'm a very awkward person and I don't know how to human well sometimes. So just bear with me guys. So either way, welcome back. The point I was getting at with like the party, party guests and party dumpers scenario are It, it can be broken down to a few key points and how it's, and when you break it down into these key points it, it gives you how to recognize a toxic person like a truly toxic person versus a person that's exhibiting toxic behavior and how to deal with them so like point one is recognizing toxic behavior versus toxic people. So the habitual party dumper that will make a mess, cause a ruckus, and doesn't listen after multiple attempts to cease and desist that behavior is truly a toxic person and should be escorted out of the party and not allowed re-entry. So... They shouldn't be allowed re-entry. Just put it that way. And then the party guest that dumps on the party gets told the rules and regulations or reminded of the house party rules and boundaries and they apologize and they start to respect the house rules and follow them and help clean up any mess they made and take 
some personal responsibility and accountability for their actions is a person that has toxic behavior in the moment, but typically isn't an overall bad guest. Point two, a habitual party dumper that eventually gets told to leave your party will almost always leave a mess behind for you to clean up and deal with. So a truly toxic person that you cut out of your life will always leave emotional scars and baggage that you have to clean up and deal with. And no one is ever happy when they have to clean up after someone else. It's too easy to then become the person that dumps on your own party. Becoming a toxic person or exhibiting toxic behaviors yourself because you've been poisoned, air quotes, essentially. It happens to us all. It really does, guys. And at one point or another, it's going to happen or it has happened. And we focus too much on the mess the party dumper left behind and how inconsiderate they were that we don't realize we're now a negative Nancy dumping on our own party and we are showing little to no consideration or regard for the guests that are still there trying to enjoy themselves and trying to enjoy their time with us. Point three, how you deal with this is boundaries. It is your party. You make the rules. You're the one in charge of your guest list and who's allowed into your party. Having firm, clear, and consistent set boundaries are a good and healthy and important thing to have. It's how you keep someone from using your dead cat mittens urn as an ashtray and someone else from starting a fight that leads to someone getting thrown through your living room window that you're now going to have to pay out of pocket to get replaced because your insurance just won't cover it. And the jack wagging that started the whole fight, the truly toxic person, doesn't care because it's not their window. It's not their house. And you, if you don't set those boundaries clear as day from the get-go, you never clearly stated what was not okay behavior at your party. So really, it's your fault. Because toxic people have a really great way of finding loopholes like that and turning responsibility away from themselves and not not being not taking personal accountability or responsibility for their behavior and actions. And that's what truly toxic people do is they will never take full responsibility or any responsibility. And they have little to no regard or respect for you. Even if you laid down the rules, but they weren't clear enough and you left enough gray area, 
they'll find that and twist it. So if you have clear and set boundaries that you've communicated at the door from the start and deny entry to any guest that won't acknowledge they know these and understand these rules, do you really want them coming in? And do you really want to take that chance of hoping that they'll just pick up on social cues and like be okay with everything? Like some people end up being okay, others not so much. And so, oh, this is so fun. <laughs> I have a little friend. In the form of a little skunk. Okay. Run away, little skunk. Run away. <sighs> the joys of recording outside because I like the cricket sounds. Anyways. So sometimes you may have to remind some guests about some of the rules and your boundaries and it's okay as long as they actually start following and complying with those rules. When addressing someone as well about behavior you don't appreciate at your party, address and critique the behavior and not the person as a whole. No one likes being personally attacked on a very personal level like that, where they're judged to be a toxic person, a hundred percent toxic person, when really they're not. They may have just had a bad day at the office before coming to your party and may be still holding on to some old frustration and baggage, but it will pass and then they become a part of the party and they might even become the life of the party type guest. If you address their behavior, like, hey, you know, I said there was a true drink limit and you're drinking liquid, liquid libation number three, man, I know you, you're usually not like this and you're not allowed any more drinks after this one. So technically you're kind of getting away with a third drink, but this won't be allowed or tolerated anymore. But again, you're not normally like this. Like, is everything all right? You'd be amazed at how people will respond to that. And they'll respond in a not so nearly negative and defensive way as they would to, hey, I told you, it's a two-drink limit. I told you this. Why are you always pushing the rules? Do you have an issue with being unable to follow and respect other people's rules and boundaries? What's wrong with you? Like, if that's your first go-to response, like, nobody responds well to that. When you automatically make accusations and when you 
automatically like attack them as a person and not their behavior then in that instance you're being the negative toxic person and I know that's a bit of an extreme example but it's again like one of the best ways I've ever heard it put so boundaries and being clear and firm about them is not a bad thing and honestly it is the only way to deal with a truly toxic person and you have to be firm fair and consistent like you just have to be fair firm and consistent with everybody in your life so and trust yourself as well and don't get too hard on yourself either it's so easy to get down on ourselves and others especially when we feel like we've been fooled by someone or there's something negative um, about them or ourselves and if you notice toxic traits about yourself like dude it's okay you always have the power and ability to change you you cannot control other people but what you can do is you can control yourself and you can change yourself and you can control who you let into your life and who you have to ask to exit stage left and sometimes it's really hard to recognize a toxic person at first like a truly toxic person because they're so charismatic they know what to say to get their foot in the door and then when you start to realize that this is a life that you weren't expecting that this party is heading a direction that you were not expecting it's okay to reestablish those boundaries and rules and ask someone hey can you leave the party and sometimes you don't have to cut them out completely you do you may have to ask them to leave for a little bit take some space, sober up, calm down. And then if you can honestly show that you can respect the rules and the boundaries that I have placed, then you can come back in. But you're till I can trust you. Like right now you just got to leave. And there's nothing wrong with that. And you do and you do have to trust yourself. Like, so many times, people will start to, like, tell you, like, hey, you know, benefit of the doubt, give them a chance, maybe they're having a hard day. And when they start noticing that you're kind of getting a little amped up, and they'll try and calm you down, because that's what good friends and family do. But 
you know your limits, you know your boundaries, and you know what you are willing to put up with and what you're unwilling to put up with. And honestly, it's okay too if you change your boundaries and your rules. Part of dealing with life is growing and your rules and your boundaries are going to change as long as you are fair, firm, and consistent and let people know, hey, so the last time I had a party, this is what happened. I don't want that to happen again. So I had to readdress a few boundaries. This is what they are. That's perfectly fine. Mm. And that's perfectly healthy. And again, if you start to see these traits in yourself, don't overreact and overcorrect your behavior. Just relax and spend some time with those toxic traits and find the source of them. Like what's causing you stress? What's your, what's the source of your depression, your anger, your frustration and start to place boundaries on yourself. Be fair, firm, and consistent with yourself, which is actually a great stopping point here because next episode, I would actually like to talk about grace and giving yourself grace and understanding that we all grow and change and we'll have days where we will slide back into some old habits that they feel like they're comfortable because we're used to them and our brains make that connection so much faster. And, and that's honestly okay. But we will talk more about it next episode. So... Thank you for listening and tuning in. I hope you come back next time. Please don't be afraid to show your support by liking or subscribing to my podcast, Displaced Underdogs. I would enjoy hearing feedback and your opinions. And reach out to us at displacedunderdogs at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And... I've been kind of contemplating a blog as well, but we shall see what the future holds because there's a lot going on. So we'll see. You never know. If I do start a blog, I will let you guys know and I'll put that up um, for sure. But until next time, stay safe, create, don't be afraid to tell some party dumpers, hey, how are you? What's going on? Why are you dumping on the party? You okay, buddy? Like, don't be afraid to have those open, honest conversations. And take a moment before you have those conversations. So then that way you're coming at them more clear-headed, rational, and calm. Don't let anybody dump on your party, man, because it's your party. So, stay safe.
stay safe, create, and enjoy your day. Bye.